0: Planners in the house? Any planners? People who like to plan? Yeah, if if that's you, raise your hand. Throw a hand up for me. Uh, Here's a question How's 2020 treating you? (laughs) Yeah, man. You know what? I don't want us to whine about 2020. And I don't want us to fantasize about when 2021 comes. Like, like listen, y'all. January 1st of 2021, like, listen, I'm, I'm cool with, like, listen. Like, I am awesomely cool if everything just changes in a moment. I'm just saying, January 1st, 2021 will be another day. Guess what? With new opportunities. New challenges, right? New opportunities to dive into a world that needs Jesus and show them his love. Maybe that they've never known. Amen? That said, it has been a year that is at least revealed to me that a lot of my plans were absolute nonsense anybody else like well how's your how's your success ratio going on things that you came up with for 2020 because my guess is it's, it's not all that hot you know i hear people doing fantasy football as a thing right now you know like you busted out on the fantasy football situation of planning 2020 you know But what I love about our God and what I love about how he works is even in challenging and trying times, even when um, maybe we're confronted with shakiness or we see like instability, he shows us where stability is. Even when we see, oh my gosh, my plans are all falling through. I don't know what's going on around me. I can't, what's tomorrow even look like? He can show us truth. Amen? So we've been kind of... The backbone scripture of this series we're in, Living Sacrifices, right now is Romans chapter 12. Let's go ahead and pull that up in the New King James. Uh, If this is your first time here, I invite you to talk to me, okay? As we do read through scripture, I think that it's a beautiful thing for us to get scripture on our mouth and out of our mouth. Um, So anything that's bold, which this one, the whole thing is bold, um, if you would please read along with me out loud. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many of y'all look forward to God proving in and through us His good, acceptable, perfect will? Come on, y'all look forward to that? See, what's required for that to come to be a reality is us submitting ourselves to him fully and saying, you get to tell me who I am and what to do. How many of y'all think that involves our day-to-day plans? Hello? How many of y'all think that involves our, our year plan? Good night, man. We need to design our lives around what he's calling us into, rather than trying to fit him into a couple of cute little spaces that we give him. Right? He gets the year. He gets to tell us what we're doing. We don't get to tell him where he gets to fit. Amen? Amen. So God wants to change the way we think, and it will affect what we prove out. My invitation to every person here this morning is I want us to sacrifice fear plans and their fragility and instability in exchange for faith plans. Can y'all say faith plans? Which bring peace and stability regardless of circumstance. Can you say regardless regardless of circumstance? That matters. That matters a lot, man. God plans when something changes... And we're like, ha, I didn't see that coming. Jesus didn't fall off the throne. Just FYI. It wasn't like, oh, all right, guys, I guess we're done. Everybody pack up, we're done. You know, that's not how it works. And, And I think that many Christians are living, accidentally writing God out of so many of the opportunities he wants to lead us in. Amen. I I just, I don't, I want everything to be his. We are living sacrifices, fully submitted. And some people think I'm trying to poop on their party. Listen, my pre-Jesus party was all sorts of poopy. Like it might have looked like you could have looked at a singular night and been like, that kind of looks fun. Nowadays, I still look back there. I'm like, that does not look fun. You know what I mean? I'm like, that looks just messy and terrifying and needy and violent and all sorts of things. You see, because when we actually sacrifice all of our lives, including the the way we approach days and the way we plan things, he leads us in our design. He shows us what we were created for. And therefore, there's joy. Can y'all say joy? Joy. You see, so many of us, we spend our lives trying to write the details of who we are in a manic frenzy instead of resting and letting Him show us who we actually are. That's the invitation I'm inviting us into. Resting with Jesus is Lord. And yes, acting on what He shows us. I'm not saying sit on your hands and do nothing. I'm just saying don't meticulously plan things out on your own and accidentally revoke god of the opportunity to move you're setting yourself up you're setting yourself up you're building a life on on a shaky foundation and we've been told explicitly not to do that and i want to encourage you if you're here this morning or you're watching online and you feel like you don't have a foundation you're in a good spot right now because Jesus Christ died for you. He wants you to live within for him. And he will put you on solid ground. Can you say solid ground? Solid ground. So if things are unstable, there is a divine opportunity for you. Listen, believers, the... Don't put your faith, your trust, or your hope in the world. You build it on the Word of God. And then guess what? We get to shine in the world. And then when people are like, oh my gosh, what's going on? We're like, hey, whoa, hey, I got you. I got you. I remember, that's what I looked like pre-Jesus, man. I was just like a hot mess trying to figure it all out, you know? The only kind of love I ever knew was a perverted thing that I created. And then I saw a family that was just like consistent. Can y'all say consistent? And they weren't consistently crazy. I mean, they're a little crazy, but the good kind of crazy. You know? But they were stable. And stable might not sound like the most like, ooh, word. But I'll tell you what, man, when the storm's beaten down, and when stuff is tumultuous, stability is, it's beautiful. And my hope is, is that when the world, when people who desperately need God observe His people, they're not looking at a bunch of frantic, divided, chaotic people, not... Where am I? What am I doing? But there's a peace. There's not a snootiness. Did you all hear me? We're not above people. The only difference between you and somebody who doesn't know Jesus is that they don't know Jesus. You know what I mean? He gets all in any glory. But we get to help people. We get to serve people. And I'm not just talking in abstract terms. We get to point them to savior and lord jesus christ amen so proverbs chapter 19 verse 21 says this many plans are in a man's heart but the counsel of the lord will stand many plans anybody out there have many plans yeah again this graphic bridget if we can just pull up the the normal graphic when we painted this out the idea was there's tons of stuff over here this is life gray messy lots of it life and as we present all of that to him and we let the blood of Jesus cleanse us we come out the other side with a little bit less a little bit more substantial and some vibrant stuff amen I think that's God's heart for our plans I think a lot of us are distracted and chasing things that we concocted, and we're just making a mess, instead of letting God show us the few things that we're called to actually do. I think there's a great opportunity for some focus. Can you say focus? Focus. Remember, we're called to what? Fix our eyes on Jesus? What does that sound like to you? Because to me, that sounds like focus, right? And he's the author and the perfecter of our what? Faith, right? And so as we keep our eyes focused on Him, and we're not going, ha, 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 He's going to lead us into what we're actually called into instead of us concocting all of these ideas, trying to get a leg up in the world. God's got something better. Amen? Yeah. So planning is not inherently bad, but the issue is a hard issue. Are you approaching plans from a selfish, fearful, um, lack mindset? Or are you approaching planning from a faith-filled, abundance-in-trust mindset? Because those are two very different ways of looking at things, aren't they? Let's go ahead, let's look at Matthew. Jesus said something powerful in chapter 6 for this reason i say to you y'all ready do not be worried about your life for this reason i say to you as to for this reason i say to you as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor for your body as to what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air they that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet Your heavenly father feeds them. Interesting. Birds aren't great planners. But he still takes care of them. Surprise, surprise. It's almost like he's God. And it's almost like he created the birds. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's almost like he has an idea of what he's doing. How strange. That the creator of the universe who designed the things knows how to take care of them. (laughs) Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Let me ask you a question What's the fruit of worry? Death, anxiety? (laughs) What was that? Ulcers? (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) That's real. (laughs) Let me tell you this. Fear, it it ain't pretty. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Let's keep going. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, do not worry then, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles, what's a Gentile? So back then it was not a Jew. It's just someone who doesn't know God, right? Who doesn't have that relationship with him. How many of y'all have a relationship with him? Yeah? so here's the good news we we can do life differently and we can show people who are all caught up in worry and all of that that they can do life differently if they are willing to receive the one who will enable them to do life differently says this the gentiles eagerly seek all those things for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own, y'all. Some people here are like biting off the dread and fear of the whole upcoming year god's got you he has you today can you say today he will have you tomorrow he'll have you the day after that and the day after that and the day after that until guess what forever <laughs> You know what i mean that's good news but some of us we plan from a place of worry as if he doesn't have us tomorrow And he doesn't have us the day after. And he doesn't have us the day after. So we better figure it all out. Because like, I don't know what's up with God, but like, he's not doing things according to my plan. So I better plan it all out, you know? Listen again, I'm not against plans. What I am against is us constructing things in a frenzy, trying to play God. Right? Right? Worry is a terrible motivation for planning. If you find yourself making decisions because you are worried, I would invite you to spend some time with the Holy Spirit. Okay? You might open your Bible. You might just go to a place void of distraction. Put your phone away. I'm not yelling at somebody in the congregation right now. I'm just saying, do that. Someone's had their phone out, they're like, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just reading the scriptures, what? But I would encourage you, get, get to a place where you're free of distraction and that you can just pursue him. And you might be like, yeah, but when I get quiet, my brain just doesn't stop. So you don't ever get Quiet. Listen, I would still encourage you, get quiet, get separate. And I'm not saying your mind is going to halt to a total stop. But what I am saying is you're providing the Holy Spirit great opportunity to speak to you in a way that you'll be able to hear. Okay? Some people make it their life goal for their brain to stop so they can hear the Holy Spirit. Listen, if I did that, I would not hear the Holy Spirit. Because He speaks to me from my spirit to my mind. And he leads me in thoughts. Amen. Is anybody else like that? And so I would just encourage you, do not plan from a place of worry. Again, faith plans, they plan in accordance, not that God is not going to provide, but they plan actually believing that he will. How many of y'all think that'll change the way you approach your day? If you're like God's, I don't, you know, God's just not going to show up, so I better figure it all out. Your plans are going to be cute at best. You're know, like, oh, that's a cute day. Look at you, just doing your natural thing. Good for you. Clap, 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 clap. You know what I mean? But if we approach our days going, what if God is actually real? Oh, wow, what an idea. What if the Spirit of God actually lives in me and wants to speak to me every day? What if God wants to actually work through me as I go step by step? It sounds so simple, you guys, but it's actually profound. Step by step. Don't write him out of the details. Amen? Amen? You see, worry, it leads to fearful overcompensation. Any all ever overcompensate? You know, human beings were were funny. You know, again, we're kind of cute sometimes. I think God, we have to look at it from a way that God's not like, how could you? But He's like, Guys, what are you doing? Come on, get on track. You know, because human beings, we have a tendency to kind of go in ditches. Yeah. And what worry can do when our fearful overcompensation, most of the time what I see it doing, it does one of two things. Either it prevents us from action at all. We are afraid. We are worried that God wouldn't meet our need. We're afraid that things aren't going to work out. So what do we do? We, we shut down and we stop. Now, how many of y'all think that's the will of God? No. No, right? God doesn't want us frozen in a corner, hiding from risk. He wants us stepping boldly out in faith into what he's calling us into. What's the other way that we overcompensate? Well, sometimes worry causes us to overcompensate by writing out every possible detail with an exhaustive understanding of if this happens, then this. If this happens, then this. If this happens, then this. Again, you're writing God out of the details. It's okay to not have all the answers. Did you hear me? People need to know this. It's okay to go along the journey and not know all the answers. If we had all the answers, we would be Fulfilling a recipe instead of living in relationship. I don't want my life to just... I'm so grateful that God invites us into this dynamic relationship instead of just a list of instructions. Aren't you? I'm glad he does it like that. Because even if he gave me the list of instructions, knowing me, I'd still screw it up. (laughs) You know? God wants to lead us in step by step relationship. Worry comes as we take on the pressure of securing what God has promised to provide. He's the author and the finisher. He's the author and the perfecter. He's got you. Another thing about faith plans, faith versus fear plans, is faith plans, you don't have to be a thousand percent in control. As a matter of fact, you don't need to be in control, full stop. Do you hear me? I think a lot of believers have received Jesus as Lord, but demoted him to assistant manager. What does that mean? Well, Lord, he gets to tell me who I am, what to do, right? He gets to work the details out like like I am his, right? We give him assistant manager, and who's manager? We're manager, you know? So it's like you plan out everything. Okay, this, 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 this. And God, you can just fill in the details. You can just fill in the cute little blocks that I give you. You think that's how God wants to lead us? No, he wants it all. Let's take a look at James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. Hashtag 2020. Like, we know this, you guys. We don't know what tomorrow brings. And that's a beautiful opportunity. Because you can't figure it all out. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Again, I think the... It's, I almost look at it like humorously, but the actual implications could be Devastating. Because I feel like what these people would do is like, so today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Oh, and hey God, if you want to do something while we're there, cool. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? If we're going to go anywhere and if we're going to do anything, right? No matter how long or short, It's going to be of his invention. Amen? And along the way, he gets to show us what and how to walk that out. So don't make these big, rigid declarations about your future that are void of the guidance of Holy Spirit. He wants to actually lead you in those kinds of plans because guess what he might tell you to go to such and such a city and spend a year there and then engage in business and make a profit he might tell you that but you ain't telling you that he gets to write the story amen Amen. he is lord so don't try to box god into your natural plan rather let him unbox your potential with an invitation into his We, God can work with the amount of room you give him in your life. I want to give him everything. I want to give him everything. Y'all ever play that game where it's like, um, it asks like noun, adjective, verb, and you like write words, you know, and then you read a story and like those words fill in the story in really funny ways, you know. What is it? Mad Libs. Okay, yeah. So, I think some of us are playing Mad Libs with God. Except it's like, we give him not influential words. Like, we leave, we write the sentence and we leave like, and blank. It's like, God, you can fill whatever you want to do. No matter how much you want to transform this sentence, go ahead. It's the word and. You know what I mean? Or or. He wants to write the sentence. He doesn't want the the little space that means nothing. He wants to author it and finish it. Amen? If you're wondering, that reference is from Hebrews 12. I don't have it as a part of, I don't know how, but I don't have it in here. Um, But that's Hebrews 12. So don't just let God into the details. Let him define the framework he doesn't want to fill in the blanks, he wants to write the story. Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6. Y'all ready to read? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Period. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Some of your heart? All of, all of your heart. And lean partially on your own understanding. He you know. says, no, do not lean on your own understanding. How many of y'all think your understanding might be a little messed up? Anybody? Or do you have it all figured out? I, I don't. That's why we trust In the Lord with all our heart. In all your ways acknowledge him. Not in the cute little spaces in that invented sentence. And he will make your path straight. I like the passion translation of this too. Let's go ahead and pull that up. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. How many of y'all have ever been confronted with the insufficiency of your own opinion? That's a kind way of saying it you know with all your heart rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go this is pretty simple isn't it it's basically saying let jesus be lord by leading us, by showing us what to even plan. How do we approach our day? Faith plans are okay with not knowing all the details. I know I've said that. I need to say it again. Faith plans are okay with not knowing all the details. I'm going to give you two pretty radical examples of this in Scripture. Let's take a look in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. This is talking about Abraham says this, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. Can y'all say obeyed? obeyed. That means he, he did what he was told to do, right? It's almost like he let God be God. Again, wow, profound. He obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. Y'all ready? And he went out not knowing where he was going not knowing where he was going guys that's how god calls us sometimes sometimes it's like hey Stephen, do this thing because there's something over there like straight up like sometimes it's actually that vague and i'm like okay You know what I mean? Like, okay, sure, God. You know? But sometimes, again, either we go, but I don't know all the details. You're not God. You don't have to. He knows them. And the fact that we get to go step by step and find out the details from him, that develops intimacy with a God of life and love and comfort and peace and purpose he knows who you are he knows what you're designed for if I try to make my own plan I'm gonna make my own version of me I already did that he looked super cracked out because he was he's addicted to everything he hated people I don't like that guy but if I let God show me who I am and what to do it changes everything but he went out not knowing where he was going. Church, you don't have to know where you're going. You just have to know the step. You just have to know the step. That's what I liked about that scripture in James. It said, for the person who doesn't know the right, the person who does know the right thing to do and doesn't do it, to him that's sin." Some people are worried about doing all of the right things in a singular moment. That's not what he said. To him who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, that's sin. So the implication there is that God shows you the right thing to do in the moment. And we get to go, yep, yep, yep. And you kind of get into a flow. You know what I mean? And then eventually you might even be running you know instead of going i don't really wanna if you've got to start there that's okay god will prove himself to you he's faithful here's a pretty another another pretty radical example Uh, acts 20. this is the apostle paul speaking says and now behold bound by the spirit I am on my way to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. Huh. Bound by the Spirit. What does that mean? It's like you know that you're supposed to do something. Anybody know what that is like? Knowing that you're supposed to do something, but you don't really know why. But you're bound by the Spirit to do this thing. So it says, except he did know some details except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. But I do not consider, this is important, but I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. You guys have any idea how much it matters that we are not led by the convenience of this life? Zoom out for a minute. God wants to do substantial life-changing things in your life and in the lives of those around you. But if you're afraid of the affliction and the bond and you fall back, We're not going to see it. God's not going to force you. He extends an invitation. And I want to receive that. And there might be affliction, there might be tribulation, but God's there. He's always there. And this life is so short. Remember, in James, it said it's like a vapor. I talked to some of the older people in our church, and they, they talked to me like that, and it's such good perspective. Like, life goes quick. Give every moment of it to Him. Amen? Faith plans are okay with interruptions. How many of y'all enjoy an interruption? There's no more to that question. (laughs) Listen, uh, this is something God's really changed me a lot in, because in my 20s, I can say that now because I'm 31, you know. Back in my 20s, you know. But it's real talk. In my 20s, um, I'm still a very focused person, and I'm kind of singular in thought, um, which is it's an absolute miracle that God can work with me in music because I'm hearing all of the parts simultaneously and hearing what they're supposed to do. So, like, somehow that gets an exemption It's like, a God gift, you know? But I can be so focused singularly, and there's probably people here in this church even That have known me for some time and my hope is is that you've seen me grow in this because if i had it was like god would show me something i knew i had to do right and i'd go okay i'm going to do that thing he might be showing you the destination so that you embark on the journey and that along the journey there will be so many beautiful opportunities for you to engage with people to love on people, to serve people. It ain't all about you. And I'm saying this like it wasn't all about me. And I wouldn't even approach it thinking that. But God would show me the thing to do and I would just be like this singular, laser-focused bulldozer to where if anybody even like conversed with me on my way to that thing, you are gonna get maybe 10% of my attention. How many of y'all think that's God's desire? Is that I'm just like, hi, hey, I'm kind of listening, but I'm on a mission over here, can't you see? And I might just be passing by so many awesome opportunities. Listen, like for instance, uh, Micah and I, we had a meeting him and I were meeting up, just talking leadership stuff, and God put it on my heart that we go meet in the band shell, right? And so we went, we went over there, we walked over there, and, you know, how many of y'all have an agenda when you have a meeting, right? You're like, a lot of the time it's like that. I mean, sometimes it's just let's hang for coffee. But we had some stuff that we were going to talk about, right? And so we're sitting over there in the band shell, and... I see this dude, he looks kind of like a hurting unit because his entire face was like scarred up, you know, but he also just kind of, you know how you can tell when someone, the way they're carrying themselves, you know, you can see when someone's hurting, you know? So this dude, he's walking by, he's obviously hurting, and Micah and I are sitting here having our conversation, and I'm like, oh, and God kind of tugged my eyes in his direction. I was like, what's up, man? He's just like, hey. Hey. You know, it's like, how you doing? He's like, ah. It's like, come on over here, man. Started asking him his name, hanging out with him a little bit. He offered us shots of his spitfire, or fireball, not spitfire, fireball, you know? (laughs) Guess what we didn't go? Yuck, sinner. Get away from me. Some of y'all need to chill out. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, we said no, you know, and, and sure enough, we start talking, and this wasn't in our plan, right? We had, we had things to do and things to talk about, and I had a meeting right after that, actually. And so asking this dude his name, he starts telling us a little bit about his story. He tells us that the reason his face is so jacked up is he got in a fight. He got jumped the night before. And he was all messed up. His arms were all jacked up. And, like, I saw it even before he was telling us this story. He was like, you know? You know what I mean? And you all have a kink, and you're just like, yeah, it looks ouch, you know? So sure enough, as he continued telling his story, he was saying, my arm just hurts so bad. we were like, can we pray for you? He was like yeah, you know, I, I'm a church, yeah, I was like, it's not, bro, like, we, you got to let people kind of tell their stuff, you know, because it's a conversation, you know, so we kind of let him do that whole thing, but I was just like, listen, dude, all you need to know is that God loves you more than you can fathom, and he hates that your arm is hurting, and Micah and I, we laid hands on the dude, prayed for him, and I'm in this lane now where it's like, I used to like pray for people and just kind of be like, in Jesus' name, amen, I don't really want to know if it worked, <laughs> I hope it does, but I'm not going to have that awkward conversation. You know what I mean? So these days, I'm like, does it feel any different? What are we, playing games or are we hoping to see people healed? Right? So I'm like, dude, does it feel any better? He's like, it's like a little bit better. you know? And I'm like, don't lie to me, dude. Don't you just tell me something because you want, you know what I want to hear. You know, this ain't about that. You know, I was like, we're going to pray for you until this thing feels better, you know? And so we just prayed for him again. You can't pray more than once. That's disbelief. We'll tell Jesus that. Dude had his eyes prayed for as Dude opens his eyes. He's like, people look like trees. Jesus is like, okay, let me get you again, bro. Come here, you know? <laughs> Sometimes things take a couple hits. I don't know why, you know? So we prayed for this dude, and sure enough, his arm gets healed. That wasn't a part of the plan. As a matter of fact, it took over the entire meeting, and Micah and I had to stop right after that because I had another meeting. But how many of you know what God had to do, what God wanted to do was so much greater than whatever alternative thing we would have come up with. Amen. So like, don't write him out of the details with your pre-calculated agenda. Stay open to interruptions. I'd encourage you, just in regards to interruptions, read Mark 5. Okay? If you're taking notes, write down Mark 5. Read Mark 5. It's a story about this dude named Jairus. He has a dying daughter. He comes and he interrupts Jesus' ministry time. He's like, hey, bro, my daughter's dying. Will you come? Jesus is like, yeah, along the way. Another interruption. This lady who has an issue of blood for 12 years needs healing. She touches him. He makes it an interruption. And guess what? God still moved, even with interruptions along the way. Read the story, it'll be great for you. Last two things. Faith plans are not, can you say not, self-centered. They are not self-centered. Where we live, we're kind of bred into this individualism that has a lot of of demonic origin, to be honest. Um, We weren't created to do life alone. You know that? We were created to love and to serve one another in community. That's why the body of Christ is the body of Christ, right? We're all different parts, and we flow and we function together. Let's take a look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Y'all ready to read? Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do your plans reflect that? It's just a real question. Are you... Are you letting God reveal to you that you are called to love and serve others? And are you writing that in? Are you making space for that in your life? Or are all of your plans revolving around you and your agenda? I would encourage you, even in your planning, give yourself more time than you think you need so there's some space between things this has just been practically speaking this has been very helpful to me because I'll like I won't schedule a meeting back to back I'll do my best not to if I have to I will and I'll be real with people going into it I'll be like hey out of respect for this other meeting I got to be out of here but for the most part give yourself some time and create some breathing room in case things aren't like conversation done ha okay moving on you know what I mean And actually plan I'm asking God right now because he's put on my heart that I need to engage with some more lost people I'm very grateful for the amount of engagement that I get with believers but he's really put like a, a new call on my heart to engage with people that don't know Jesus and you know what I have to do not just go okay cool if it works out it works out I work at a church that's going to be very difficult if I approach it like that, right? Like it's going to require me to ask God, okay, so what does that look like? Okay, maybe it looks like you going and starting some new hobby. Maybe it looks like you going for a walk in the city and not being timid and just going up to people and be like, what up? My name's Stephen. What's your name? Starting things up. Maybe develop some relationships. I don't know, but what I do know is it's not always Convenient. It doesn't just fit with the way things always have been, and it will require a shift in planning and prioritization. Right? And listen, I'm not telling you that that specific thing is for you, but what I am saying is the things that God calls us into are going to require us to shift our time and give things priority. And we seek Him first, right? Right? So he gets to tell us what those priorities are. And then we'll be satisfied. Last thing. This is simple. Faith plans succeed. Hey, that's good news. That's good. It's like my plans, they rarely succeed. Like they might almost make it by, but they don't succeed. God plans, they succeed. Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. This is the last scripture. Before you do anything. Can y'all say anything? anything? Put your trust totally can you say totally Totally. in god and not in yourself then every can you say every? every every plan you make will succeed that then at the beginning of that sentence matters your plans will not all succeed if they are not founded in him his word, and the day-by-day guidance of the Holy Spirit. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Yeah, hey, we just wanted to give you the opportunity as well to partner up and plug in to the church uh, by giving. So if you would like to be a part of that and help make this all possible, you can do so by going to wearelovechurch.com give. You can also plug in, stay in the loop with what's going on at the church, via our Instagram and Facebook platforms. So, love y'all. God bless you.